Welcome to Dice Populi. Dicey Waters is not going to be popping up this week. Instead, we have something special for you. You are about to listen to the premiere episode of Entrenched. This is a bonus campaign that we've been giving to our patrons at the $5 a month level for a few months now. And we are going to be putting the first two episodes of this show here in the feed starting today. Entrenched is a campaign set in Eberron, which is a fan-favorite D&D world. It uses a slimmed-down role-playing system called Quest RPG, and it is all the brainchild of Ryan Mossbarger. Now, it's edited by Pat instead of me, though I still do provide some original music. I really think you're going to enjoy it. It's a different tone, it's a different vibe, and if after this or after the next episode releases, you still want to hear more, there's plenty of it. Prelude episodes, world building, character introductions, and six full episodes are up with a seventh on the way. Head to DicePopuli.com to join our Patreon. So let me get out of your way. Please enjoy Entrenched number one, The Horrors of War. Welcome, welcome all to the inaugural true episode of the Entrenched Campaign. We begin on episode one, The Horrors of War. The winter's night air is crisp and stinging at what little exposed skin you have, and a slight breeze kicks up, penetrating your armor and chilling you to the bone. Your feet are soaked in what you hope is just stagnant water at the bottom of your trench. You're staring over the embankment with bleak intensity, trying to detect any sign of movement in the dim light given by the stars. Once idyllic countryside is now pockmarked, torn, and bloody field. Remnants of, of, of about three months of fighting as the border sentinels of Sire have held the line against the soldiers of Karnath. Hard to say soldiers, more like monsters. Behind you lies Stillbend, a now border town in a shadow of its former self. You heard there used to be a great school for magicians here, the finest bards in Corvair used to call this home. Behind it, in the distance, you can see the shining towers of Metrol. Too close. If Stillbend falls, Metrol will be next. Here we have Mal. Uh, you're you're the currently on watch, and in the trench near you, because the trench is like this big long thing. There's embankments on either side. Um, you see the members of your bastion which is the the two squads uh your squad and uh which is the first uh, which is the second and the first squad which is about a total of about including you about nine people so you see your friends and then your other kind of squad mates around here just looking at some of the faces you see of course see uh the other players but you also see jorgen das a shifter ranger corvus talish which is uh a gnome rogue Corvish Talish Lona, sorry, no Rogue, Copper Hands, which is a Warforged skirmisher, and Collis Reed, who is an Orc skirmisher. Uh, you're f- seeming kind of almost like bleak, kind of staring at these folks, all kind of dirty and maybe a little bit worse for wear, is broken uh, by a familiar voice. 
Richest country in the five nations and can't afford a good coat on a cold night. Ah, Mal, you look chilled to the bones. We brought hot towels straight from the cold dragon. Hunched over in a half crouch, you recognize Gerald Loft and his son, Kaysen. The town set up a community sponsors for the Bastion units to help supply the troops and hopefully remind the soldiers who and what they're fighting for. How do you respond? They brought hot towels for him? Tal. Tal is like an herbal tea. Oh, okay. okay. I, like, I definitely thought, yeah, I definitely thought we were f- flying Delta. So, Sorry. First, so, first title, Tal's. Tal, Tal, T-A-L. It's like an herbal okay. tea in Eberron, and it is a... It's a, typically a thing that's brewed by gnomes. Or not gnomes, halflings, sorry. Oh my gosh, thank you. Then I'm just going to take the, the towel and, and start sipping on it. Nice. Uh, I, I saw uh, any uh, any movement out there. Is there anything, uh, anything spurring up tonight? Oh, you know, I uh, I haven't seen... I haven't seen much out there, but uh, I'm always, always staying vigilant. That's good, that's good. Uh, hey, you, hey kind of like starts, he picks up a small pebble and throws it at, uh, at studs. Uh, uh, hey, pretty boy, are you, uh, you find yourself chilled and thirsty? I'm sorry, did you just throw a pebble at me? I throw it in your direction, yes. I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna lean over and be like, he, he, he's a little testy when he first wakes up. Do you, you do realize who you are addressing? Yeah, you studs. Not only studs, I'm stud. <laughs> you hear him just kind of go, yes, studs. Sorry about that. Uh, would you like some towel? Uh, I would love a hot towel to freshen my face off with. Oh my <laughs> <God>. <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, I guess we could go back and get one of those. I was talking about the uh, drink. <laughs> that would be lovely. He said towel, dumbass. The tea. Yes, that's what I said. Towel. But I would also love some tea as well. <laughs> oh, again, I see that you're awake as well. Uh, a fresh towel. I would love it. <laughs> I know it sounds like towel. I didn't think about this. <laughs> Maybe hot towels are a delicacy inside. A delicacy? <laughs> All right. Um, no, I would love it. Thank you for the tea. No problem. It's it's good. It's, you know, like the equivalent of like a chamomile or a jasmine tea, kind of maybe somewhere in the, in the middle of that. You know, it's got a herbaceous kind of aroma. It's maybe sweetened with a little bit of honey. It's good. It's kind of refreshing. Oh, did you put honey in this, man? It's so tasty. Yeah, it's, it's the gold dragon specialty. Uh, I'd like to pick up the pebble and just kind of toss it in my hand as I'm walking towards them. Well, Rest assured, there is uh, absolutely the only terrifying thing out there in the night tonight is this pebble, which you chucked at me. And I give a big hearty laugh. Ha 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 ha. Uh, Dad, what is he talking about? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, uh, yes, of course. He's kind of like laughs along, kind of like shrugging and looking at his son, Kaysen. The uh, the other members of your bastion, the second squad, is are starting to stir up, and they're kind of like walking over and getting some towel as he like pours it fresh into some cups for them. Um, anything else you guys want to say? Ma brews a better tea, but this suffices pretty well. Yeah, we'll just call it tea. I'll give up on towel. It's supposed to be an Eberron-specific thing, but it's fine. Um, what was the the child's name? Kason. 
Hey, you, Kason. Uh, yeah? Would you like to become a fan forever? Become a fan forever? What do you mean? Do you want to see a magic trick? Oh, I love magic. All right, check this shit out. Watch out, kid. He might just pickpocket you. Well, I don't have anything in my pocket, so I guess it's fine. And I would never, ever pickpocket a child. How dare you? Um, I'd like to use my uh, scintillate ability, and mm-hmm. I can uh, shoot a little Murder bolt. Murder this child. No. And uh, no, no Keeping call. it consistent through every campaign. <laughs> um, and uh, it just explodes as a little harmless firework. Oh, wow. He kind of like claps his hands. Oh, that's so cool. Remember, the name's Studs. The best fireworks in all the West Farthing. He kind of goes, uh, Studs. And kind of as you're, as this moment's unfolding, you hear rapid foot uh, rapid footfalls approaching you from the left. Eyes front, while you're busy gossiping and sipping towel, death approaches. Gerald, time to go. This is the big one. Warn the sentries in town and tell them to start loading folks into the Golden Dragon, the Jurasco Center, and the Kenneth Workshop. Kaysen, stay close to your daddy. Now go! Uh, you recognize this as Delan Throd, your Bastion commander. Uh, he is a very rough and tumble um, elf. He doesn't really discuss too much about where he's come from, but you're like 90% sure he's like from Arenal or Valinar. Like he's just got that kind of like feeling about him. And as he kind of like finishes words and you see uh, Gerald kind of pack up his stuff real quick and like hop out, of, like basically climb out of this trench, you don't so much hear anything approaching as you almost feel it in your feet. You can feel several thousand beings marching in unison. As Siren soldiers begin to whirl around you and get in position, flares shoot up from behind the line to begin to light up the once desolate countryside. It is now teeming with movement, the flare's light glinting off exposed bone and steel. Hold fire until you until they're in range. Artillerists will hopefully thin out the ranks. Do not let them breach the trench. Meet them on the field. And kind of just kind of rousing the people around him. Do not let still bend down. For Sire! And kind of as he raises up his voice, he's kind of met with all the other commanders as they're doing the same thing. Uh, everybody kind of cheers up for a moment, and the night sky is set ablaze, this time not by flares, but by arcane artillery conjured by the company's siege staffs and artillerists. Beams of elemental force stream up into the night sky, arching and then exploding, raining down fire, cold, ice, lightning, acid on the enemy. Finally, some action. Fire win ready. And I am going to ask everybody, and this is going to be initiative. This is the first fight I think. As this undead horde begins to scream towards you guys, um, and, and we're going to get into initiative and quest. You guys go, and then I go. So there is basically a, a even though there's a lot of artillery going around, and they're taking out. There is a large horde approaching you. What do you do? I'm going to call to the others to like gather up and. Uh charge into the fray. Ooh, you're going to try and charge into the fray. Okay. I am going to do the opposite of that, and I'm going to try to shepherd the townspeople uh, and get everybody to a safe location. So there's currently no townspeople right now, like uh, Just Gerald. Kidding. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> so it's, it's basically just it's just you guys in the trench right now. Gerald and Kaysen, they're running the other our, our direction. It's The trench is filled with you and your Siren compatriots as this wall of undead begins to charge towards you. I am going to use the shield action 
Ooh, what does the shield action do? The shield action allows me to summon a magical shield that appears as an aura of soft light around my body. The shield blocks up to three hit points of damage. Any damage dealt in excess of three hit points passes through the shield and hits me, and the shield lasts until I take three or more damage in a single hit. Oh, nice. So you kind of prep yourself a little bit. Uh, what is everybody else doing? So you can also, and also just a reminder, you can move and do a thing in your turn. And the enemy is in parlance. Whoa, hold on. That doesn't make sense to me. What, what, what does it make sense? It says any damage. So it blocks up to three hit points of damage and it lasts yes. until I take three or more damage in a single hit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's like, it's like a damage threshold. That's nuts. Okay. That's awesome. Uh, we start at 10 HP, right? Yep. And 10 ability points. So right yep. now I am at nine. So for distances, there's too far, which you guys don't have to worry about. They're, they're currently in range. Um, so, too far for me. So they're in ranged. So if you have a ranged weapon, you could hit them. Uh, and then the next increment is nearby and then in reach. So if you if you went from because you're you're in range now, if you use your movement, you could get nearby and then they would be able to move on their turn and meet you. Um, so that's kind of how this would work. So it's all very abstract, a little abstract. Yes, it's very loosey goosey. I'm assuming because we haven't like we've, we've been resting for a while. We're all the, the entire party and everybody is at full HP. Full HP, you have 10 action points to do whatever you'd like with. But you, your you feet are. may or may not have been marinating in piss. That is a possibility. This is true. <laughs> Steel's feet start to rust a little bit. Hey, Steel ain't here yet. Oh, true. Yeah. Wait, Steel? Wait, no, Steel is there. You didn't say my name earlier. You did not introduce Steel at all yeah, yet. No. I was wait. I, I was waiting for him to. I said you guys kind of introduce yourselves. You uh, kind of speak up. Oh, Steel is there. Yeah. Ah, oh, damn it! I wanted to come. Chowder in later. did take the initiative to just jump in and call Matt yeah. an asshole. Exactly. I was kind of expecting that to happen. Something along those lines. <laughs> I mean, here's here's what I'll do. I'll uh, yell out, "Oi, Tin Can, get your ass over here! You good for nothing!" And then uh, I'll uh, you know, uh, start loading my crossbow to fire. While still like moving in. All right, as you so as you kind of move forward, I'll say that you're now nearby, and you can make a if you want to roll a d20, you can see if you hit something with your crossbow. Okay, that's a four. It's a four failure. Uh, you fail your intended action and face a setback. I'm gonna say. There's something off with the, the kind of in the rush of battle. You kind of misload the uh, the bolts into the crossbow, and it is now jammed. Uh, seeing this happen, seeing the the bow jam without a word, uh, steel being a very uh, heavy metallic thing, uh, it steps up it uh, without asking. Very quickly, tries to yank the crossbow out of her hands and replace it with its own crossbow. Just give it a replacement. Oh, so that, that is that the action you would like to take this turn is replacing yes. that crossbow? All right, yeah, you do yeah. that. Yeah, because uh, it has a crossbow, uh, so it's just going to, like, see the issue and switch it right out. So you're moving, so you're going to be, you're also going to be nearby with Gan. So you're mm -hmm. getting closer to the enemy. Yes. All right. Well, at least you're good for something, Tin. Uh, Steel says nothing and uh, and turns away just focused on the situation studs what are you doing all right so uh studs is going to use uh his little bird ability um bird. i summon an illusory bird uh somewhere nearby that keeps watch over an area that it can see 
it remains until I dismiss it. And so I'm going to have the little bird fly overhead to keep watch um, of how the enemy is moving. Um, and I have a way to... Uh, like, I, I'm basically trying to act as like a, a scout and stay okay, in like cool. the back lines to track the enemy's movements. All right, so you're gonna you're gonna stay put then. Yes. So I'm gonna say that, yeah, that happens. You kind of weave a little magic. You form this bird. It kind of shoots up into the sky and starts making these low arc passes. Um, you can see. Uh, so out from your guys's trench, there's a bunch of embattlements and stuff like that. A bunch of like uh, little barriers and barbed wire and stuff like that. You can tell that uh, from your higher position that a lot of these uh, undead are kind of getting tripped up on them. They're not very dexterous. They're kind of getting tripped up. And a lot of these undead are getting mowed down by this arcane artillery. You can tell that there's still a good many of them, but between the artillery and the kind of uh, emplacements that are there to kind of slow them down, only like a handful are starting to trickle in. Uh, I guess it, it really depends on how much time some of those things like bob wire last before they really start to push. Um, and because of that, you see four, uh, actually a total of five characters, uh, beings make it over seemingly untouched by the magic and by the uh, various booby traps and stuff like that. You see what seem to be about four zombies and then one armored up like skeleton that's carrying a wicked sword. Um, Looks much more imposing than the rest. And because it's now my turn, it is now my go. So these four or these five, they are going to... They're nearby currently to Gan and Steel. They are... Wait, uh, Pat, did you end up moving or did you stay put? I was I was moving with them. I just I t- used my action to do the shield thing. So Studs is the only one that hasn't, like, advanced through the trench toward the enemy. That All is right, correct. So, so okay. uh, yeah, uh, the, uh, you're the only one behind. So the first... Uh, so the fir- these, these five undead creatures kind of, like, start rushing towards you guys. Uh, they are now in reach of you. Uh, I'm going to say two undead are going to go for uh, Mal. So I'm going to roll a d20 here twice. An eight, which is a tough choice. Um, They're going to hit, but it's going to get bounced off your shield. I'm going to say their weapon shatters against their shield. So they're not going to be doing two damage next turn. They're going to be doing one damage. And the next for the next one. A 19 is a success. They hit dealing due to damage, but I think your shield blocks that, right? Correct. So that's the two. Another one is going to pop up and attempt to. Uh, the next two are going to go for Gan. It's a three, which is a failure. Um, the the weapons just, like they kind of just like fall up against you. Wait up, hold up. So one of my things is counterattack, which says. Uh, when an enemy within reach rolls a tough choice or worse on a basic attack against you. Yeah, so this is happening now. Yeah, you can make an attack on them because they failed. Yeah, yeah, so that's happening now. Yeah, I want to use a counterattack. All right, yeah, so they mess up. Their, their, like, crudely crafted weapon just kind of, like, shatters against your shield. And then you, using that kind of switch and momentum, you make your attack. So go ahead and roll an attack. Or does it say it just happens? If they roll a failure, yeah, I still have to roll. Just a free attack. Uh, so that's 10? A 10. That's a tough choice. Uh, so you could succeed on the action, but I'm going to say you can't move the next turn. You're basically, like, locked in a little bit with this this uh, this uh, zombie. 
So it's a tough choice. Uh, I'm curious. It does Chowder actually have a choice to take what you just described or to not do the like? What is the choice aspect of it? Oh, so I guess I have to give you I have to give you the choice between two setbacks. So that's the choice. So the choice will be either you take one point of damage yourself or you can't move next turn. I'm just going to take the one point of damage. All right, cool. And then, of course, you do the standard amount of damage. I'm going to call that one undead number three. He takes one. He takes two points of damage. So he's down to two. All right. And then the next one is going to attack. Rolling a six, which is a tough choice for it. It succeeds. It hits you. But I'm going to say it's uh, because I don't have to give myself a tough choice. I'm just going to say that it uh, it breaks. It's all their weapons are very shoddy and they're just breaking against you. So undead number four makes its attack. You take you receive two points of damage unless you have anything that negates that. Well, you have another counterattack option here because there's a tough choice. Yeah, so you could counterattack. Yeah, I do want to counterattack here. Oh, yeah, you can counterattack, but you're still going to take that two damage. Okay. Thirteen. That is a success. So yeah, you do. Uh, you hit him. Uh, how do? You, how would you describe this vicious attack? All right. So, I'm gonna say that like when he hits me, I take the moment where he, you know, he's uh, open to like uh, throw a really strong haymaker at him. All right. Cool. Yeah. You just kind of like, pow, and you see a bunch of like flesh just kind of fly off the side of it. Um, it is now. Uh, the Carnathian dead is going to go. Looking at you, Steel, it runs towards you, and it is going to make an attack. You can tell that the, the other ones are kind of hobbling, and they're following a certain direction, but this one actually seems intelligent. It noticed that you are the biggest threat, like you are like this towering metallic figure, and it instantly goes for you and tries to like separate you from the group. With a 15, it does hit. Uh, do you have anything that will mess up my hitting you? Any skills or abilities? Uh, nope. All right. So he comes this this uh, relatively crazy looking uh, undead skeleton comes down to you with this very vicious looking long sword swipes down is going to deal you three points of damage. Heck, they have a little upgraded attackies. Um, all right. But that's their turn. It's now your turn. It's now you guys' turn. Colin, can you say Oofta with your robot voice? Uh, I'm going to try to keep it to as much in-character non-goof stuff as I can. <laughs> okay. I don't want to spoil it. Oh, that's fair. Um, okay. What uh, what can I see through uh, my little bird? So the little bird, you can see that your compatriots are having mixed success battling um, the undead that have, have just come over the embankments and stuff. The belayment things. And Generally, throughout the line, people are faring about the same. You do notice on your right flank, maybe a couple hundred feet down, that there does seem to be, for whatever reason, more undead doing battle with the bastions that are there. Um, but beyond that, it's all relatively clear. You can tell that a lot of undead are, like, downed, uh, but there's just mm -hmm. so many. It's a wave of them coming forward. Um, okay. Um, then I think I am going to uh, use my uh, scintillate ability again. To um, murder a child. No. <laughs> I, okay, then. Uh, <laughs> to assist steel. Uh, I mean, it, it summons the same kind of magic that I showed the child before with the firework, except this time it's uh, larger and it has a little more intensity to it as it just uh, shoots forward. And let's see if I can hit this. 
That is a 17. 17 for sure hit. That is two points of uh, hit points. All right, uh, which, which one are you striking? Is it the one that's fighting steel? Yes, the larger one. All right, you do. And you can see it could kind of blast off a chunk of its armor. You can see more exposed bone as a kind of like twisted, gnarled face with this really weird helmet, just kind of like, kind of almost knowingly points its head in your direction. You almost see it kind of like lock. I mean, if it had eyes, it would lock eyes with you. It like, it seems to be acknowledging your presence and then starts to look around the battlefield trying to like figure out what's up. Um, You can see that there's like cogs working in this thing's head more than just a regular undead. All right, uh, I would like to use my size up ability to analyze this large creature that just attacked me and was uh, hit by studs. Uh, So I can evaluate the capabilities of a nearby creature or group. The guide will give you useful insight to capabilities, strengths, vulnerabilities, and or resistances. At a minimum, I will receive an accurate assessment from the guide about uh, whether or not they pose a fair fight. At minimum. So you have a so the things that you gain from you can tell that with with that sword that they have they um, seem to be doing a little bit more damage than the usual sword. Either the sword might be magical in some way, or maybe just the way that their training allows them to use that sword does more damage. You can tell that they seem to be a lot more intelligent than the average undead. They seem to be actively looking around the battlefield, looking at you and looking for your openings, not just attacking wildly. Yeah, you can tell that it's a fair fight. It doesn't like. You, you saw the damage that occurred to scintillate. It did a mm-hmm. decent amount of damage. Yeah, like it. you said, it blew off a uh, chunk of it, so it seems pretty, you know, reasonably vulnerable. Yeah, and then you also get a feeling that because it's intelligent and the way it's, like, trying to counter your moves, if you don't hit this, like, assuredly, it will probably counterattack you. Okay, gotcha. Um, so uh, I have the ability to move still. Uh, is there such a thing as opportunity attacks in this system? Nope. Okay, so I think what I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to stand there and uh, with my piercing eyes, I am going to analyze the enemy for its weaknesses. Um, uh, Using the opportunity created by studs, I'm going to step back from the creature and say loudly to the group, (laughs) disarm that creature, subdue it as soon as possible. All right. All right, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to use my wild attack. Uh, What it does is... Uh, you know, I attack with reckless power and uh, disregarding my safety. Basically, I can increase the amount of damage I have or just put myself in a worse situation. And uh, it says to describe the style of this attack. Uh, what I'm imagining is like I like grab the leg of one of the deads who's on me and and just like swing him onto the other other guy. So you, uh, so you thinking like instead of dealing double damage to one creature, you would do normal damage to two? Or yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, I, I doubt for that. All right, please be good. All right, that is a fifteen. Fifteen does it. So Ooh. you deal double damage. I'm gonna say, uh, you you actually kill both of them. If it's the two that were attacking, you, you straight up just grab the leg, rip it off of one, and it's just fleshy mound. You're like, Ugh, and then almost in like reaction as you try to toss it away, it like impales the second zombie and downs it. Um, and yeah, there are two less undead on the field. All right, so I'm just gonna like let out a, a huge battle cry. Uh, I live in a house, so I'm not gonna do that for realsies. Do it. All right. All right, let's do it. 
Ah! Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm gonna like uh, take out my spear and like start charging towards the guy on steel, like just moving towards him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So for the, for the terms of this, I'm using zombies for that one, and then we'll call that one the Carnathi undead because it's that's the I guess the five E term for it. If you guys want to use the term for it. All right, but yeah, you start to charge from. So you're you you're right next to the uh, that Carnathi undead, just finishing off two of these other undead. Um, I believe Mal and you have you have yet. Um, I, I think I think as uh, as what is it as uh, Gan is doing this action, I'm going to call over to Mal. Your shield may absorb the attack. Prepare for damage, whatever I should say. <laughs> All right. Improv. So yeah, there are still two in front of us, right? Yeah, there's there's uh, the two undead that are like attacking you. Yeah. Uh, oh wait, Mal. wait, well, hold on, wait. Would I would know that this is a Carnathi undead, right? After yes. the size up. Okay. Can I can I get another take at that? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Mal, your shield can absorb the attack of the Carnathi undead. Prioritize it above the others. Okay. That's that's just what I'm going to say. That's, <laughs> I imagine that's Mal going, K. What a colony <laughs> character. <laughs> I yeah. guess I'll fucking go over to the Carnathi undead. I mean, I'm not your commander. This is, ju- this is just me saying what makes sense to me. So yeah, I, I'm not going to provoke any attacks by like trying to move past the two directly in front of me, right? Uh, no, there's no attack of opportunity as far as I know in quest unless there's like an ability for it, which they don't have for sure. They don't have it for sure. They're basically like minions. So I will go over to the special undead uh, special and I will way. attack it. How you attack? And you attack into the regular? I have a war hammer. All right. So I will roll. Oh, shit. I got an eight. Eight. So I believe that's in tough choice land, is it not? I think so. Yeah, it's in tough choice land. So you succeed, but I'm going to say one of two things happen. Uh, it is going to counterattack you. That's a, that's a for surety thing. Okay. But the, your tough choice is either either you're going to lose your weapon, like it flies off behind you, or it like trips you up and you're on your back. Uh, I'll go on my back. All right. So it is going to hit you, or it's going to attempt to hit you with a counterattack. Would yeah. being and this is maybe not systemic, but just based on your flavor, would being knocked prone affect? Mal's shield? No. Okay. I think it only affects the ability to get hit, if anything. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, it's more it's more for flavor. Like, I would say you'd have to use your movement to, like, even just stand up. Um, yeah. But it's also, you know, flavorful. It doesn't, have, it doesn't necessarily have to be, like, a mechanical fault. Yeah, I know. That's, that's why I'm just asking. I'm getting a, right. getting a feel for the system. It fails its counterattack. Um, so, yeah, you did your damage to it, right? So it is looking a little rough. So it failed. It fails in text action faces a setback. I'm going to say, or actually, I'll, I'll, I'll let you give me a tough choice. Like, what would you want to happen in this failure Ooh, since I failed? I think that's uh, fair. I like that. This is tough. This is tough. That's why it's called a tough choice. Well, it's not. It's actually a failure. So you just it just happens. I don't even get to make a choice. But like something like, oh, it loses its weapon. Maybe yeah. you trip it up. Maybe Pat you do wins extra the damage. whole game. Yeah. So what I think is I'm going to for a little bit of flavor. Uh, as I fall to the ground, it follows up with its attack, which bounces off of my shield. And in their moment of like getting rebounded, I sweep the leg and they fall prone too. So now we're just like rolling around on the ground together. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down with that insert sexy sack sounds now. <laughs> all right, so you guys are all kind of like rolling around. 
And I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say because it's like rolling around, it can't adequately use its sword. So anything it does to you will be like unarmed damage. Yeah, I, I figured we'd be grappling, like just throwing pot shots with hands. Exactly, exactly, Mundo. All right, so I believe that's everybody uh, has gone this round, except for me, and it's my turn. There are two zombies left, and of course the Carnathian dead. We'll get the Carnathian dead out of the way because he's rolling around in the mud with uh, with that. Um, I'll say, well, actually, in Gandrell, you do if you want to, you can use your counterattack because it did mess up its strike. If you wanted to do that, yeah. Actually, actually, what I'm gonna do is. Uh, since it's uh, on the ground, I'm gonna like uh, jump up and like try to like impale him with my spear, like uh, spear him downwards. Uh, does that make sense? I feel like I'm describing that word. You'll have to be very delicate because he's currently kind of like wrestling on the ground with Mal. Oh wait, oh wait. The way I had imagined, they were both on the ground, but like not on top of each other. Oh no, they're they're going at it. <laughs> we are definitely. In touching range, so yeah, yeah. Can we can we make instead of in reach? Can we say in touching range to describe the distance? I don't know. They're in reach. It's a, <laughs> to, to borrow a skill from Matt. It's much more scintillating. Ha ha. No, thank you. So I mean, I mean, like the way like the way I'm doing this is like you know, uh, if if like say this missed, the spear would be in the ground. It it is like. The stabbing motion is like spear perpendicular to the ground. Yeah, so I mean, if you if you pierced through it, I mean, you could say that maybe gets lodged in the armor, but it, uh, I mean, it's up to you. You're, he's like kind of rolling around with with uh, Pat's character Mal. So, however you want to accept that situation. Yeah, imagine the tough choice if you beef that roll. You know what? I'm just gonna curb stop him. That's fine. <laughs> Hey. All right. Uh, so you just make sure you're counting off your action point for counterattack. I think because that's a, a, a counterattack is, uh, does not require. It doesn't. No, I'm pretty bad at walker. It's great. All right. Yeah. So you you, you moved over to there uh, already. So yeah, you you're in range and everything. So go ahead and roll for a counterattack. That's five. Five is a failure. You fail your intended action and face a setback. I am going to say, it's I hate to. Uh, Hmm. I'm going to say you you kind of like overdo it and the ground is muddy and now you're rolling in the mud with them. Uh, all since a spear would be awkward, your attacks on this Carnathian dead are going to be unarmed. Okay. Yep. Makes sense. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, so, okay. It, so hold on. Let me just get a sense of what's happening here. Mud wrestling. Uh, I gave everyone a great like analysis of the situation in an order and suddenly everybody is mud wrestling. Yep. Hey, man, it's war. Fucking... War as hell. <laughs> That's wars, baby. All right, and so it's the Carna it's it's the enemy's turn. So I'm going to do Carnathi first because he's actively rolling in the mud. So it's now the Carnathi undead's actual turn. Uh, it it succeeds, but of course it doesn't have its weapon, so it's just going to do an unarmed strike. Uh, I'm going to choose. against whom? I'm going to roll. I'm going to flip a coin. Hoomst. Hoomst. Um, it's either I'm going to say. Well, I don't have a coin in front of me, but a one or two is uh, Mal. Uh, three or four is uh, Gal. It is a one, so it's against Mal. And of course, it kind of um, it does hit you, but it kind of just bounces off your aura. Man, that's yeah, that's aura. OP. That's so good. Are they smart enough to realize that or are they just brain dead zombie type this undead. one it, it 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 sees that it's if this one's smart i'm surprised it would make the same mistake twice in a row yeah I, I kind of put it up to rant well i'm just imagining like the viciousness of this fight 
Right. Um, it is going to use its movement, though. I'm just saying, eventually, I would think that they get the picture that I'm a little bit impervious right now. No, yeah. At this point, it does. You can see kind of recognition in its face, and it immediately uses its movement to get up, and then it has its sword kind of like it's it's like prepared to come down on you, thinking that maybe the magic of its sword will destroy or be able to go through your aura. I thought it lost its sword. No, I elected to make them fall. Ah, gotcha. Instead. Okay, we're good. It is now the other two undeads' turn. I'm gonna say one undead is gonna go for steel. Okay. Just a regular attack. You do. Yep. Uh, misses with a six, so it's a tough, uh, it's a tough choice. It does hit, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm gonna. I'm, what are your tough choices for me, Colin? <laughs> uh, tough choices for you is, I mean, I have the ability to counterattack. Uh, this is just well, a regular just ass undead. Yeah, so yeah, I have yeah. the ability to counterattack. Um, hmm, tough choices. Uh, what kind of weapon is it using? Just a, like a slipshod armament sort of deal? This one, its weapon's already broke uh, because it okay. basically broke on the shield. Oh, right, attack. unarmed So attack. these are like fisting it right now. Okay, uh, I don't just, on a story level, I don't want more things rolling around in the mud right now. I'm you gonna don't want stay, that good old mud? I'm going to stay away from that one. Um, could I say, like, my counterattack has, like, I get advantage on it or something like that? Are we going to use that kind of system? Uh, yeah, I'll say instead of uh, success being 11 and 19, I'll say it's any, it, like, if you get a six, it'll negate a tough choice that okay. you have to make one. So go cool. ahead and roll. So then for that, with sure footing, I uh, roll a fucking four in the mud. Um, okay, so I'm going to uh, fail in my counterattack. So you fail, but I'll say you don't get a setback because of the, yeah, the whole thing. situation. So you just fail. You just kind of miss. Um, I would skeleton. imagine that the way it plays out is like they just they make a swing and I deflect it. And that's just I feel like it. we need to we need yeah. to back up for a second because four in the mud is the name of my sex tape. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, so that is the undead's turn. The second undead is going to go after Gal. It, it, you're on the ground, it tries to like reach down and it's like trying to put its hand around your necks to choke you out. Oh, is it, isn't it Gan? I thought it was Gan. It's Gan. Gan. Yeah, Gan. Gan, sorry, that's my bad. You got you got tripped up when you did Mal and, and Gal. <laughs> Mal and Gal, yeah, sorry. Gandorel. Um so yeah, Gan. So it's gonna like, try and Gan. <laughs> Jeez. I, I, Should I say like the whole name? No, no. Just you said Garal, and I'm like, that's Garal. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> What's Garal's middle name? Let's get into that. <laughs> so it is going to try and step down and choke you. Oh, that's uh, okay, hold on. Uh, I am going to spend an action point. Uh, after deflecting the attack of one undead, I'm going to intercept. If a nearby NPC is about to attack someone, you may rush to intercept the attack. I must say this as soon as you declare the attack. Uh, right, so cool. the NPC makes their attack on me instead. Uh, and the attacker immediately becomes provoked. So they are focused on me. All right, you get in the way. It is an eight, so it does. It's a tough choice. So he does, mm-hmm. suc- or they succeed. It's only one point of damage because they're doing it unarmed. Their weapons yep. broke. Um, uh, I'm going to counterattack again. I'd like to use the same sort of thing. I guess just given the speed of this Warforged and mm-hmm. his decision-making, I think generally, if it's okay with you, I'd like to lean into that. Uh, if it's a tough choice, I essentially just want to get like a foot forward because he's not okay. moralizing. He's just attacking. All right, it, cool, yeah. It, not he, it. All right, so go ahead and roll your counterattack. I'll do, I'll do the same thing because it had a tough choice. I'll say that uh, it, it gets a more susceptible to your attack. 
Uh, that one is an 18. So after deflecting the first, to the, yeah, after deflecting the first attack, I notice uh, Gandrell's imminent danger. Uh, without saying anything, I step over and um, my right arm, which is a hand, flips inward, and from the forearm flips out a mace, and I just uppercut that thing in the face with the mace and do two damage. Gnarly, a bunch of like flesh and viscera. It's basically head just kind of explodes, but its body is still kind of like cranking around. Um, gnarly. And that is the undead's turn. So it's back to you guys. All right. Uh, the Karnath undead. How far is he from uh, from me? He's he's uh, he's you could hit him this turn. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get up and use overpower you uh, using one point, uh, one point of uh, action action to I can uh, use my strength to overpower a commoner or minion can I use this on oh is this considered a boss it was not, it's not a boss but it's like an upper tier minion so yeah it would work okay so uh, I put the target in a compromised position until they, until they spend turn getting out of it during this time basic attacks hit them for double damage so ba- basically what I'm gonna do is like uh uh, I'm on the ground. I like e- use that position to like uh, do a sort of ta- tackling mo- motion on him, and then like uh, uh, grapple him um, so that like he he's more exposed. Yeah, he's, he's more exposed, and everyone can take hits on him. Yep. So I'll say you do some kind of like jujitsu move where you kind of like grapple the undead's arm, like take basically take away the sword arm and kind of exposing its chest really big and wide. Uh, very obvious openings. But yeah, I guess that you won't be able to move after doing that. Is there anything else that you want to get across on your turn? Yeah, I just call out, Mal, get him! So uh, at, the, at that prompting, um, can I use my movement to unjam the crossbow that I took from Gan at the beginning of the sequence? Unjamming would be a action. Damn it. would be doing a thing. Okay, uh, am I in reach of this mud wrestling situation? Yeah, yeah. All of you guys are in reach of each other. Okay. Uh, except except for, for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 uh, exactly. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Okay, hold on. Wait, hold on. Let me look at one of my... If someone else wants to go, go ahead. I'm looking Yeah, at I imagine this is all just like a pitched battle. You guys are basically all within a couple, like, ten feet square kind of fighting it out. Is the big boy undead still, like, getting ready to stab me? Uh, no, he has been grappled by Gan and is now okay. in an exposed position. All attacks do double damage. And I just called out, Mal, get him. So Mal is going to stand. Er, can I can I add flavor to my movement to stand up? No. Okay. So Mal is going to do the little spring back handstand thing. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Love it. And then as part of his attack, he's going to raise his hammer above his head with two hands like so the hammer's behind his head and mm-hmm. try to bring it down right on the uh, you want me to bring the hammer down? The I'm gonna drop the hammer, yeah. Drop the hammer. Okay, let's don't fucking roll an 8 again, you dumb idiot. <laughs> Are you talking to the dice or what? I did not roll an 8 again, but I rolled a 3. <laughs> oh. oh no. <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, it, you, you do your cool little fr- uh, flip front and you you think you have good footing, but you slip up as, on the downturn, and that Can hammer I fall just, again. <laughs> I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say you're going to fall, but you lose your hammer. It like carries that no. momentum, and it, 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 it like 
flies like 20 feet away from it. It's all covered in mud, and I just, I I fling it. (laughs) Yeah, unfortunately. Seeing this happen, um, I'm just gonna be like, I gotta do everything just as planned, and I'm going to pull out my another knife. Uh, I have a knife, but this is another knife, and I want to try to chuck this. (laughs) Thanks for distinguishing between the knives. Really helpful for me. You are in range, so you could chuck knife. Are you chucking knife at the Carnappies? My name is Chuck Knife. Alright, go chuck knife. (laughs) Chuck knife is the best NPC name ever. it's, It's chuck another knife. Chuck another knife. So you chuck another knife. You got an 18. Yes, I did. So in this kind of very, if, if it wasn't desperate, it would be hilarious. You see this kind of comedy of errors. And out of nowhere, uh, Gan, as you're holding this uh, uh, this undead, as you're waiting for this hammer strike to come, all out of nowhere, this kind of knife just appears, goes into the side of this uh, skeleton skull. And you just see like the dim lights in its eyes just fade as it falls and goes limp. Uh, as you pref- as it, it double damage, it does four damage, and that's all the uh, health it had. As I as I throw the knife forward, I uh, bring my hand back and put it into a finger gun and blow it like, oh yeah. Oh no. You, there's, like a couple, <laughs> there's a couple other people in the trench with you, and they just kind of look over as you're doing this hand like gun gesture, and there's like an awkward moment as you make eye contact with them, and they slowly. St- Turn their so, heads towards did, the front. So again. have we have we defeated all the things that are in the trench with us? No, well you guys are outside the trench, but there are oh, okay. two zombies left. Two zombies left? Okay. Two zombambos. Um, may I look through the eyes of my bird and see how the rest of the field is looking? Um the to the left, it seems to be about going about as well as you guys. Uh the entrenchments and everything and the barbed wire and the various kind of like defensive measures they have seem to be holding well and it's dispersing the undead to the point where they the, the skirmishers can take care of it with the support of the range characters. On your right you're noticing that there is like a, they're seeming to, they're getting overwhelmed. Shit. Do you want to call that out in character or let us know that that's the situation? So I have an item that I think would let me do that. Um, I mean, am I able to call out? Like, Can they hear me? Or are they too far away? Yeah, they'd be able to if hear you're you. In ra- if you're in range for Chuck Knife, that's uh, yeah, fair. a knife okay. can get them your words. I'm good. just gonna be like, your assistance is requested <laughs> to the right. All right. <laughs> you will need to specify which direction is right. Direction is relative to the orientation of the subject. I point and be like, whatever, metal man. All right, so um, I, I'm going to I'm going to turn and move in that direction and use my action to unjam the crossbow as I walk. All right. Uh, all right. It is now the undead's turn. I don't uh, know why, und- but I'm getting like some big Terminator five from uh, this war. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> all right. The undead, the two remaining undead, they I are going close. to they're going to follow steel and they're going to try and attack steel. Is he try- oh, that's they're going to go over the people flopping in the mud for me. Okay, I guess they're undead. Well, they don't. Yeah, they're yeah. undead. They're, you're they the just big shiny see, thing that's they moving. They just see big shiny, yeah. Uh, they fail, and I'm going to say this one fails so hard, it's just going to kill itself. Like It just <laughs> eats, it eats itself into some barbed wire. Um, it basically it got a one, so like you gotta, yeah, there's got to be a consequence. Um, and this is a 17. This a 17 hits, so uh, it's it's only with fists, but you take an additional point of damage, Steel, as this zombie uh, like jumps into your, it j- basically jumps in your way and tries to like stop you from going anywhere. Okay, 
Um, I have a question. So, in the character episode, I stated that I have the kiln or, of gauze or whatever it's called. Yes. Um, would I be able to, at some point, use that as essentially a health pack to regain some HP as I repair my uh, my metallic limbs and such? Sure. I'll say as an action, it'll give you two HPs. Okay, cool. Good to know. All right. But yeah, that's the undead's turn. Uh, it is now the player character's turn again. All right. So, I'm going to like uh drop drop the dude I was grappling because he's dead now and uh uh charge charge at the zombie with my spear and like try to impale him and that's going to be a wild attack by the way do it yo you wildin i'm wildin <laughs> mm, that is a 10 10. So what is 10? I think it does happen, right, with the wild attack? 10 is tough choice, right? You oh, deal wait, double damage attack. to the enemy, but they counterattack you. I'm going to say because you kill it, it can't counterattack you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> kind of makes uh, sense that way. <laughs> yeah, you you basically outright kill it. I'll say it maybe it trips you up a little bit. I'll, you know, I'll give you a setback like you basically like fall down. Like you you yeet yourself so hard into this zombie it like explodes around you, <laughs> but you uh you kind of fall to the ground afterwards. So um, this is the zombie that was chasing and just like sank its weapon into me, right? Yeah, that yeah. And then, and then just and then Gan comes out of nowhere and just explodes it in front of you. So yeah. so Steel has paid no mind to this. The attack happened and Steel it just kept walking and reloading the weapon. Upon the carnage of that attack, Steel without uh flinching at all is just going to say Your further assistance is required in this direction. Don't tell me what to do, Tinkan. Studs, your bird, uh, yes. who has kind of an overwatch position over everything it has a full view as your right flank basically splits apart and undead start to stream through the trench and are heading towards the town. Shit. You hear, you hear Dell and Thrad in the background. Second squad, which is you guys, get your asses in there and seal that <laughs> breach. Which is you guys. <laughs> so I, uh, I'd like to pull out uh, my friend flute, and when I blow oh, I into... I want to pull out my friend flute is a sentence you could never legally say again. Uh, <laughs> not near a school, no. So I uh, I pull out the friend flute, and uh, when I blow into it... I pulled out it, my friend flute, and I'm no longer allowed at Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, I blow the flute, and uh, it basically only my friends uh, can hear it, which I'm just I'm going to loosely uh, call all of you that, um, and to get all of your attention, and say that way our our presence is needed, and I'm going to start running after Steel. All right, cool. Uh, so you guys, I mean, we're kind of out of combat right now. Uh, okay, the, you've been you've been kind of told to leave, and it doesn't seem like there's any more uh, zombambos or anything coming through uh, the, your guys' end. Uh, no more zimzams. But as you guys begin to approach about halfway to the breach, uh, you begin to hear the screaming as the first undead begin to slay the living victims in the town of Stillbent. Aww. In the distance, you hear Gerald yell, Kason, run, get to your mother and hightail it to the Golden Dragon. Go now! 
Kaysen I've abandoned a, my boy! Yeah, I've abandoned my son! Uh, Kaysen <laughs> and a few... Uh, so, uh, Gerald and a few townsfolk are trying to hold off the, the handful of undead uh, as a large group try to funnel into one of some of these dragon-marked buildings. Basically, they're kind of like... There's a big crowd going into the Golden Dragon Inn, and like they're trying to hold back some of these undead. Okay, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna size up if I can. I want to evaluate the group and see what our best course of attack is gonna be. So this is gonna be a choice. Uh, so so you size up uh, the ones coming after the people inside the town. They seem to be more or less normal zombies that you faced. Uh, you don't see any Carnathian undead. You don't see anything like crazy about them. You do notice at the breach that there is basically a ground swell like a tsunami of undead at the breach. You can see other um, other Bastion units also approaching, but like you, they're going to have a hard time sealing it by themselves. So this is the hard choice. You can either do as you're ordered, or you can go save some people you know. Steel will Steel is making a beeline to the orders. Sorry, the orders were to not save the people? No, the orders were to seal the breach. Okay. Very specific. Uh, Steel is moving toward the breach until uh, until anyone says otherwise and says, um, we were ordered to secure the breach. As much as it pains me, I believe that the ends justify the means. Let's go steal that breach. Let's go steal the Declaration of Independence. Okay, you know what? I know it's the same fucking <laughs> no, we, voice, we but... did. We already did that one. We already did that one. <laughs> Omnia Bruno. Action Comics number one. All right, so our choices are between uh, saving people at the Golden Dragon or uh, stopping a breach that could potentially harm the whole town. Is that what I'm getting at? Yeah, this is the this is the kind of choice that you're given right now. And it, more or less, you guys are going to have to, because uh, I don't want to do split combat. You're kind of going as a unit in this one. Got, yeah, okay, okay. So here, here's what's going to, what how Jarrell reacts to this. Like, she's uh, look, looking at, like, both things and like she it's clear that she's like uh struggling to like come to a decision uh but like eventually like she follows uh steel and uh uh shoot my brain is being keon or whichever you remember (laughs) um so actually uh this this may not be an issue here but i have a question we're all soldiers steel is in servitude essentially but for the three of them uh have we put any thought into the ranks or if there's a chain of command within this group uh you guys so your leader is actually delon thrad yes Uh, you guys are all effectively the same rank okay um I think I believe your lance corporals is the way I had it. Um, mm-hmm. So you're kind of like lower rung, and then there's uh, Delon Thrad is like your commander. Yeah, um, and he's staying back to kind of help your guys the previous area you were in, and he kind of pushed and, you guys and, forward. And Delon just screamed out that we have to get to the breach. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, so she starts running towards the breach. All right, is everybody in agreement? That's what I'm doing. Yeah, Maul like looks over at the townspeople and then decides that the greater good would be the other way. All right. So you, uh, maybe even solemnly a little bit, turning your back to the townsfolk, you approach the breach, uh, running at full speed. As you arrive, another bastion also, uh, basically almost in the exact same moment, gets there. Their wizard, kind of like using some magic, creates a force field, uh, closing the gap 
uh, closing the major gap, only allowing um, only a handful of zombies, which are pretty easily handled. Um, it's, it's, it's only one way, so let them have it. Just keep these spooky shits off me. So we're on the inside of the shield that the wizard is putting up to bottleneck the zombies coming in. So kind of describe how this works. Uh, so there's a bunch of like defensive measures. There's embankments on both sides. They almost like just kind of like pierced through uh, both sides of the embankment on this trench. And this wizard kind of like put up a bit of a force field. Uh, I can't remember the exact size. It's like 20 feet by like 20 feet or something like in, in quest. So he, he like sealed up a large portion of this gap, uh, kind of dispersing and stopping the, the undead from flowing in as some of the other skirmishers are starting to like take on the ones in the back line. Okay, so it is our turn as a group. Yeah, you're like firing through the shield at like yep. the huge amount of undead that are like attacking this force field. Are we in range or in reach? Uh, whichever you would like to be. It's one way, so you could, like, thrust your sword through. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to stay at range. Steel is going to, uh, uh, he's finished, uh, it has finished unjamming the crossbow and is going to fire at, uh, at the zombie horde. All right, go ahead and roll. I'm going to use my scintillate again. Cool. That's a 10. All right. I also got a 10. I'm going to say there's really... There's really no tough choices in this because, like, they're not act like you have the advantage. So I'm going to say basically anything that's not a failure succeeds. Okay, uh, cool. You're just like shooting into a mob. It doesn't matter if you're hitting exactly where you wanted to. Yeah, like, that's my kind of uh, thinking. Uh, everybody else, what are you doing? Um, I would like to make a declaration. Ooh, you're going to use a declaration. William. I'm going to use my declarability. I'm going to steal that say... declaration. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I'll just be like, for Ilyana, guide my hand. And then I'm going to make a successful basic attack on a nearby foe. Oh, you just do it. Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, pew, you, you. It's pretty nuts. That doesn't cost any ability points, but. That is kind of crazy. Wow. You can just make a successful yep. attack. Did I pick the wrong roll? Once per scene. Once per scene. Oh, once per scene. Okay, that yes. makes sense. Uh, so, uh, But you, still, you, like pretty fucking nuts. Uh, what, what are you using to attack? Are you using a, your hammer? Or? No, I did not pick up my hammer because I didn't have any time, but I do have a broadsword strapped to my back, so I pull that out. And then after he loses the broadsword, he'll have something else. It'll never <laughs> I have, end. I have a switchblade, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they said three items. <laughs> three true. weapons. You whisper a few words of power. Your sword begins to glow a little bit. It almost... With uh, preternatural speed and ability, you carve through one of the undead horde in front of you. Uh, this goes on for several minutes. You guys kind of keeping them back, uh, them being dispersed by the shield, and then slowly but surely brought down by your weapons. Until you think it's a relatively large... You, you see two large skeletons, almost not well, actually not skeletons at all, zombies. You see two large towering zombies. Uh, definitely in the, the range of what you believe to be an ogre, and then leading them, kind of wave, like almost a wake being made in their presence uh, of this undead horde, you see what you first think to be a, not quite as large, but a relatively large and imposing skeleton. But they seem to be wearing, but it's not. It, it seems that their armor is made of bones. Um, there's very little, like, you can it's supposed to be kind of an amalgamation of a skeleton, but you can tell that it's a very finely crafted armor that they're wearing made of various bones of different shades and hues. You can see a large great sword. They're just kind of dragging on the ground behind them. Um, and it, as it approaches the shield, uh, this, this 
bone knight kind of puts out their hand, kind of like waving it over it, kind of looks through it. Fresh meat for the legions and takes the sword and just cuts the shield in half. Um, You can tell that this is like a relatively, this is probably a magical sword and a magical dude. Um, So it's time to see what you're made of. I appreciate you, Colin. I appreciate you for actually laughing at my joke. Your whole song? That was great. You made a joke? Yeah. You didn't hear my joke? Nope. I said, look at this chronograph. Every time I do it, it makes me clap. It's so good. It's so funny. It's amazing. I love it. (laughs) That's amusing. That's like top 10 Pat jokes. I know. (laughs) I don't know about that. Pat's pretty much an in-the-moment kind of jokester. I still think that was probably my best one. I mean, if you say so, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get into it.